in yeshiva this week, someone shared with me that he, that, that he found himself when he was trying to accomplish something, hearing clear message in his mind. You see, you can't do this. You're not good enough. You can't accomplish it. You're never going to be able to accomplish it. I remember hearing from the Rashivas of the Bracha. tells us, you are no good. You were no good. You never will be any good. There's very clear uh, negative talk that's going on in our mind. And it could be, even if not as bad as that, but something like, you know, you don't measure up. The people in the company are ahead of you. Look, you're really not good enough. You can't make the grade. And we try to suggest that a very helpful method to use is just being in the awareness of those thoughts. Being able to take note that these are thoughts in my mind that are just there. They're not of my making. I did not decide to have them. They're not produced by any rational thinking. They're just flooding my mind. Sometimes very powerful, as one of the fellows described. And um, if we could be aware of them, then we could also come to realize that, that this, this entire thought process and emotional process that comes with it is not anything to do with my true self. How do I know? Because I'm observing it. There's someone here who can observe all that powerful activity in my mind. And then I can, I can, I can explore and I can, I can sense okay, who is that as observing it. Well, that is the true essential person. All the mind activity, that's just activity in the mind. We can call that from the eight Sahara. It's all one of the challenges that Hashem has made for us to utilize in the process of growth. And, and our mission right now is to try to find the way how to utilize it. Because that, that's all that it's for. And one of the ways how to utilize it is because of the need to observe it and become distant from it by realizing that it is not a reflection of anything true, anything real, that through that process we can come to make contact with who is, with the true observer, and that is the Nisham. And that will be a... Uh, a powerful, positive result that can come from this experience. And by, by just being aware of it? Yes. Just, just the awareness. This is the amazing concept. We're touching on we're touching on what really is a different type of living. There's a kind of living where a person is essentially um, we can only call auto, autopilot in some level just taken over, just not aware, just sort of under control. It could be to, 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 to a degree that we could describe it as a alien takeover, where I'm thinking about myself, that I'm not good enough, that I need accomplishment to establish my self-worth and totally forgetting that my true self-worth is unfathomable. The worth of the neshama, was, which is 
the creation that could be connected to Hashem defies even any description. So um, that whole experience of life, of feeling myself not good enough, is essentially a false form of living. So it can go to that like extreme negative kind of state. But even in our, in our, in our more like a mundane kind of a living, we're very, very largely living not in awareness of what is before us at the moment. And we could try to find many life situations where this um, tendency in a person that is a very powerful tendency takes us away from the best kind of living and the best experiencing and the best performing of the many things that we are doing already anyway. So it's worth making the exploration as a start to see how much we need the quality of being able to be what we can only call in awareness. And I would recommend everybody to take a look at the book Mindfulness for Beginners that was recommended and sent to me by Bavi Kuttner, who is here with us tonight. So very great, Bavi, for that. Um, and that book is really outstanding in being able to give us a sense of the difference between living in awareness versus without it, or as we're calling an autopilot, or in distraction, or not in focus, not in awareness. And just to like note a few aspects of life where we could see how powerful is this um, this challenge within us. And of course, this is a challenge that's created within us by Hashem for us to have to struggle with and grow through that struggle. The Chazanish describes the real fundamental element of all the negative characteristics of a person is just letting life go its normal course. Because if you just let life go normally, just go with the flow, you'll be outstanding in all the bad meters. You won't have to work hard at them. They'll just come to you all by themselves and you could be outstanding in every bad meter. It takes some effort to go against the natural reaction, the natural tendency, the natural feelings. And one of the most powerful of all is the nature of a person to just be shut off totally zoned out, totally on autopilot, totally out of touch or distracted, not focused, not in awareness of what I'm doing at any given moment, what I'm experiencing or what I'm involved with, who I am. Go ahead, Avi. Can I ask a quick question? Yes, um, by all means. Who did you say again this was Rabbi Stroll? Um... I'm not sure what you're referring to. Oh, about if you don't work on your midos, then you're going to oh, have a... Chaznish, in the beginning of the fourth parak of Amun Abitachet, says there's one fundamental midah that underlies all the bad midas. That is just letting life go its normal course. Now, of course, it's a little tricky because we already know enough, you know, 
to be have some awareness when life is taking us in not a good direction. But the, but here's one area where we may not even be aware so much. It's like we are we're we're not aware of what's happening before us, and we're almost not even aware that we're not aware. I mean, like let's face it. How many people are just davening by rote and it's not disturbing to them? They're not pained by it. They're not like, 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 like hoping, wondering, wishing, when can I possibly make contact with true davening? What is the way? How can I find the way? It's like so ingrained, it's so habituated. People saying brachos, do they, do they, if you would stop to think, could this possibly be what Hazal had in mind? Just to say the words like at super speed with no thought whatsoever. It's hard to imagine, but there's such habitual you know, lack of awareness that we're not even aware of the lack of awareness. So it's a major challenge. And even we can find for ourselves when we do want to be paying attention. It's very, very difficult. We, we're, we're distracted almost instantaneously. And how many times does it happen? We start off from an S-ray and we have every good intention, every good desire. Those that, that do have that desire, at least, to be paying attention to what we're saying. And it lasts very short. And we see even from Chaim uh, al-Rambam, that the essential kavana that is critical for tefillah, to even be a tefillah, is to at least to be aware that I am davening to Hashem. To have at least that amount of, I, I think awareness is the best way to describe it. Because that's all that it is. Self-awareness. I am now coming, standing, davening to Hashem. If he doesn't have kavana of the, the meaning of, of the words, the Moses Munesre will, will not uh, prevent it from being a valid feel. But the awareness that I'm standing before Hashem and Davening, that's critical. Obviously, it's not so simple, not so easy. It cannot be taken for granted that that's taking place. It's possible, quite possible for a person to run through the Davening without the awareness that he is standing before Hashem and Davening. <laughs> That's why the Ram Master talk about it. this is a here to have this kavana. It's not automatic, it's not by definition. So you say, well, the person is davening. How could he not be aware that he's davening to Hashem? It can be done in total, what Chaim calls misase. As if I'm just busy with something and not even conscious of what I'm doing. So we could see how this is a, a powerful force in us. And then, of course, there are many life situations that we could we could note are uh, are challenging to be in focus, in awareness, in, in the conversation, to really be attentive to what somebody's saying to us, to really be even even hearing their words, and then, of course, grasping the meaning. Not an easy thing. But we are trying to learn something and think about something. To keep our mind focused is a is a great accomplishment. And Volby writes that it shouldn't be in a manner of like a stressful manner. It has to be pleasant. 
has to be more like, you know, like, like you're like playing an instrument almost. You're using your mind as like an instrument. <laughs> it's pleasant. But there can be a place for, for concerted effort to stay focused and stick with it. And our mind wanders away. Of course, the best thing to do is not to get too stressed out about it. Try to bring it back. And it'll wander away and try to bring it back. Hopefully, eventually, HR lets us stay there for a couple of seconds and we could try to focus on something and actually think about it. And which is really just being in awareness of this question that we're trying to think about or this concept that we're trying to think about. And that is, that is obviously a great accomplishment. So it is very much the nature of a person to be distracted. Like we're saying, it could take place in, you know, a whole gamut, a whole spectrum of ways and degrees. You could be like totally, to so not aware that like you don't even remember. Or Baraka, you said, where, where, where are you in Shemanesra? We, we, we hope that, you know, uh, the habit that we have keeps us going in the right direction. But, you know, there could be times where if we somehow lose that, we won't even know where we are. And uh, we could see this in many, many situations in life where essentially we're predominantly living not in awareness. So it's a different kind of a way of living, which there are offered, you know, techniques how to try to develop it. That, that's where all the, the meditation practices come in. A person trying to develop the skill of being attentive to something. But we can see from the source of the Sharm how critical that is, because he says at the very beginning of Zahiris, what should a person do to acquire characteristic of being watchful in his actions. You should start off to contemplate what is the true good that a person should choose. Does he not know already? Did he not learn anything? This is not the first chapter of Mesut Lasharim. He's not like, you know, not giving us any information about it. He gave us information. So we think that we know already. So what does it mean to contemplate what is the true good that a person should choose? Obviously, there's a place for thinking about it, being, coming into awareness of it. You know, his, his recommendation is to give it a good amount of time. We'd be happy if we could do it even for, for a short amount of time, but to actually be presenting the question to ourselves like he says also in Derech Yitzchayim, to ask, we should ask ourselves every day, what am I? Why did I come to this world? What does Hashem ask of me? What is going to be the end of all my affairs? To be asking these questions and then thinking about the answer. And on, and on the flip side, and what is the, the true not good kind of life? or living, or behaving, that a person should flee from, run away from. So I need to be sitting with this, being in awareness of this. That means I'm going to take this concept, 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it, hold it in my mind. It doesn't mean that I should just ask myself the question and make sure I know the answer. It doesn't say ask yourself, do you know what is the good that a person should choose? But he says, be misboined. Think about it, contemplate, sit with it, be in awareness of it. And then he's putting out there that this should be present in all my actions to weigh all my actions on the scale of whether they are in the category of the good or the category of the bad. So that means that I have an ongoing awareness of what is the good that a person should be choosing. Of course, we know what the answer to that is. Everything is bringing him to connect with Hashem. That will give him the eternal, ultimate pleasure that Hashem wants to give us which is our mission to accomplish, to bring about, through forging that connection. So whatever is bringing me close to Hashem, that's what I want to pursue, grab a hold of. Whatever's taking me away, that's what I want to run away from. So one of the things I want to pursue is to be in awareness. And the question is, can we identify some places in our life that we could use as making a start? to be in awareness? Are there any types of principles or types of behaviors that are accessible to us that we can utilize to try to employ that just that basic asking ourselves, what am I coming to do? What is it all about? What is its meaning? What is its purpose? Can I ask a question? Yes, by all means. So, um, let's say by davening, by tefillah. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm just thinking as you're saying this, I feel like some of the issue is the way these minyanam are set up, especially the pace. Like, there's like it. this. No, I'm saying they're, they're, they're on like a time track. Like, you know, Milchamar has to be like, you know, 12 minutes or whatever. Like, so what I mean is, wouldn't it be more to die to like do your own thing and not really worry so much about the minion in terms of the like Havana in that respect? Um, I hear that question. That's a very, very um, serious question. There is the aspect of the minion of, um, the aspects that you only have with 10 people, which are very important, like Kedusha, Kaddish, you know, Baruch um, um, And of course, if you have 10 people, hopefully they're actually davening, that's a very significant factor in the field of being accepted. And Moshe writes in the Tshuva, that's it's an obligation to daven with a minion. But um, I'm not sure how to, you know, advise someone that wants to try to start actually davening. That may be a different kind of situation, if you know what I mean. If, like, this situation in Minion, like, prevents me from being able to have even the most basic kind of self-awareness and awareness of what I'm doing and who I'm davening to, then I don't know. You know what to say. That's like for individuals. No, it could be more of, I guess, 
right on, a, on, the, in, on an individual basis. I guess the yeah, concept that kind of opens up my mind of thinking like I, for sure the, the ideal is to able to start with the minion and not worry about when they're finishing. Right. I, I, I once asked Rabbi Yashiv about um, the uh, the idea of maybe trying to hurry to make it in time for a kedusha or something like that. He said, "No, the ikra of is kavana." And you should not rush, even for the sake of, of being able to answer to something that is even more significant than the tefillah itself. But nevertheless, this is the ikra of tefillah. Once you're engaged in tefillah, and that is primary, try to do it. So what, what could be the mindset that we could try to employ to help us, to try to have at least that moment of awareness Whenever we sort of see that possibility, you know, either at the start or, or any, any time where we like realize, oh, I, I lost focus, let me try to come back. So I think there's something very helpful in the Sefer Sif Sechayim where um, he, he defines essentially the equality of Menuchas Nefesh, which is a very great Midah that was stressed very much in the Shiva of Kelim, he defines it essentially as being focused on what I'm doing here and now and to the exclusion of anything else. He brings from the from the Gra of Bethlehem, sort of from the Gra, that a person should view himself like he's the only person in the world and this Daf Kamara is the only Daf Kamara And this is the only moment, only moment that he has to live is this moment. And that's everything. If he's living like that, then he's like going away from all distraction. Distraction is what happened before, what's going to be in the future. It's taking him all the way from the present. So the, the essence of what he calls Menuchas nefesh is that I am just here and now. Just focus on this. I'm coming to daven to Hashem. I'm coming to say a bracha. That's the first step. Coming to say a bracha, which is expressing, being allowed to express and use Hashem's name to engage in an expression of thanks to Hashem for this item. I heard recently of Shabbat Shalom that the Every object, every item is itself a, a means of recognizing Hashem's greatness, Hashem's glory. If I'm going to eat it and take it away, I have to replace it with the bracha. That's, you know, quite a novel explanation. But even the simple pshat, it's helping me to be aware, to get in touch with all the good that Hashem is giving me, especially in this moment and always. And this is what I'm about to attempt to do. That's, that's a point of awareness. What am I about to do? I'm about to express words of thanks to Hashem that Chazal understood is correct for us to do. And if we would have been, have been as wise as Chazal, we would have known to do it on our own. But we need Chazal to teach us that. But this is innately correct to do before gaining that benefit from the world, that good pleasure, that beautiful delight that Hashem 
created for us to express those words. And then the next step would be to focus on the actual words. Baruch Atah Hashem, you Hashem are the source of all blessing, etc., etc. Hamoytzi Lecha Min Ha'aretz, to take Hashakol Niyebid Varak Bayrei Priyo creating this fruit. And you know there could be a place for some good exercises that could help us to condition ourselves not to be pulled away by distraction, which was so natural. But it's worth experimenting and see if we can if we can try to do that. And we'll, even throughout our life, daily affairs, I'm coming to start a day's work. What am I coming to do? I'm coming to do what Hashem wants me to do, to put in an honest day's work for, for the sake of living that good, wholesome man with honesty, with integrity, as being a good shliach, to be helping my family members. And who's going to help me to do this? I can ask myself, how am I going to accomplish whatever I'm trying to accomplish today? Only by Hashem giving me the power. And who am I hoping to, to give me hatzlacha in what I'm trying to, trying to, to achieve, trying to accomplish? Of course, only Hashem. So we can try to make for ourselves points of awareness and see if we could try to start to spread it. But the, I think the real critical ingredient is the awareness that we need to bring ourselves into awareness. That just having learned the great value of these good thoughts and these good understandings, good ways of living are not enough to translate into action. Our, our natural flow like the Chazanish describes, the natural tendency, which is, you know, almost like Tolgan takes over, is to be distracted, to be forgetting, to not be in awareness of what's really in front of me. So I need to bring myself into awareness with that understanding that this is a great achievement, bringing myself into awareness. What are we doing now? We're getting together to try to learn how to be true, true Yidin. We're learning, to, we're trying to learn how to have awareness, how to serve Hashem in the best good way, how to be there for another person in the best good way, to be aware of what his needs are, to be, to be aware in a large sense, even of our own needs and our own feelings. And maybe sometimes, maybe a lot of times, even what we sense we ourselves are lacking. Why is that important? Because what do we need in order to be able to understand what another person needs? We need to know what we need. We need to know our heart's desires. We need to know what is so important to ourselves, able to expand that and apply that. And even to be truthful with ourselves and not be shut down, and not be shut off, so to speak. Because then we're not fully alive. But, but it's critical even to be able to help somebody else to know, oh, 
This is what I'm hoping for. This is what means so much to me. This is what gives me so much joy. Let me try to find a way to give that to my fellow Jew. So there are a whole variety of life situations where this quality of being in awareness has so much to give to us to make our life, our entire our life, fuller, active, alive, complete, vibrant. Is this making sense so far, Boisa? Any any questions on any of this? No. <laughs> we're, 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 we're on the same page? Yes. Gary, what are you talking about? What do you say, that, Gary? I'm just trying to process it all. It's it's because because Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. You know. Okay, that's okay. That's why we try to post it afterwards so you can review. But like I say, this book, Mindfulness for Beginners by Jean Kabat-Zinn could be helpful, quite helpful. Okay. Um, he, I heard he's actually Jewish. So I don't know if we can call this, you know, wisdom in the, in the non-Jewish world. <laughs> Maybe his capacity to understand these things has to do with his having a Yiddish in the summer <laughs> and a Yiddish cup. <laughs> Who knows? So, well, isn't isn't mindfulness zari 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 something? Yes, it's it's it's, it's, it's the to, next thing in the Silushisharim after zari. Oh, after zari is is is. Uh, is mindfulness? Um, watchfulness, he calls it. There, well, maybe might be called that, but yeah, I think essentially there is there is a definite, clear connection between this quality of being in awareness and what Masulsa Sharm is talking about in being aware of my actions. And he's talking about weighing them. Are they in the category of the good that I want to embrace? and gain for myself, or are they in the category of the negative that I want to run away from? And be like consistently in touch with that. And how can I, how can I, how can I be constantly making calculations and everything I do? It has to be like a basic awareness, a basic like pervasive goal, a pervasive sensitivity. What am I, is my behavior in the good category? Or is it veering off into the undesirable category? And of course, it goes without saying that the most fundamental aspect of awareness and mindfulness is of my basic purpose in life. As Michelle Sharm already taught us at the very beginning, that a person should be focusing and aspiring to achieve his his mission, his obligation in life, in everything he's doing. What should he place? His gaze and his aspiration in everything he's doing. That means that my life's purpose, which is as we learned before, to bring about that 
infinite kindness of Hashem should be my, my, my focus and my aspiration and everything. It means I should be so, so in touch with it, so enamored with it, so in love with it, so embracing of it, that I also bring it into my life and I make it the abiding focus, the, the underlying focus, the yearning, the aspiration, everything. I'm doing this to bring about Hashem's infinite kindness as his agent, as his shliach. And ever Hashem to bring about his, his infinite chesed that supersedes anything and everything that can possibly exist. <laughs> That's what I'm doing and everything I'm doing. How? By connecting to Hashem. I can connect to Hashem right now? Yes. Whatever you're doing, you can connect to Hashem. Wherever you are, you can connect to Hashem. And even when we fall down, this is what the Shanab the Rebbe, the Mori Naiv, is teaching us in Pasha's Yisrael. That Klaus understood that there's going to be a process of Aliyah and Yerida. Somehow, the person reaches the Madrega, gets taken away, so that he has to regain it. And even in a place where he doesn't have the clarity, he doesn't have the inspiration, doesn't have that full good feeling, but he still knows Hashem is there also. Wherever I am, Hashem is there. If I exist, it's Hashem giving me my existence. So is there any place that's empty of Hashem? No place is empty of Hashem. Is there any place in my life that's devoid of Hashem? No place is devoid of Hashem. He calls Oretz is the earthliness. Even the earthliness, Hashem's honor fills that place. Now as the Klaushal said, he says there, me gila raze. When Klaushal asks, me, who was the one who's giving me my whole, my entire existence? Oh, it's only Hashem. So then I'm in touch right away, right away. I'm back in touch with Hashem. When I ask the question, how am I alive? Hashem is giving me my life. In this situation, Hashem is giving it to me. So then there is that opportunity. If we're, if we're trying, if we're able to have that awareness of being in touch with Hashem in all situations. So we're in touch with Hashem. We're going to be in touch with His purpose. We're in touch with ourselves as the ones to bring about that purpose. How are we going to do that? Whatever is before me in this moment, that's all I know. What is, what is before me right now to engage in, to employ, to struggle with, to bring about Hashem's purpose? Oh, here it is. This bracha. This word of this bracha. Because <laughs> in the moment, there's only one word. There's only one word that I could say this moment. Baruch. Then comes Atta. Then comes Hashem. So it's moment by moment. What is before me to be involved with? For what purpose? Hashem's purpose. How? Connection to him. Through what? Everything good is a, is a means of connection to Hashem. And everything that's being done for a good purpose. And everything that's being done with the awareness that Hashem is helping me to do this is all part of powerful connection to Hashem. So it's all there for us. It's there for the taking. But what do we need? 
you need this quality of coming to be living in awareness as opposed to in utter distraction and autopilot. We know we live in autopilot because how many times has it happened that we're we're trying to drive someplace that's a little bit different than where we usually drive. And next thing you know, we went the natural way. <laughs> How many times am I trying to go to Brooklyn? And next thing I know, I find I'm going to the five towns. <laughs> what happened to the, very, the, 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 the belt, the exit to the belt? I went right past it. Because, <laughs> you know, we're living largely on autopilot. It's a big challenge. We're not bad guys. It's a big challenge. Hashem made this challenge. So that means the accomplishment of taking ourselves out of that extreme autopilot state and into a state of awareness is a great, great accomplishment. It's powerful. It's, it's kosher. And then you don't have to worry about your age because you only have one age now. I'm not how old I was, not how old I'm going to be. I'm just now. This is no small matter. Because if the Gemara says, Yesh person can be Kona's entire in a moment. And the Rambam says, if a person does any mitzvah completely, purely, with, with, in a completely correct and pure form, that alone is enough for it to be Zochet Olam Haba. When the Ramchal says in Derech Hashem that as part of a Krishna that includes the readiness to even give our life Hashem, a person gets credit as if he did it. So we have amazing opportunities. Maybe the, you know, the highest end ones don't come along every moment. Not always is somebody really like insulting us where we have the desire to get them back and we restrain that and it's like, you know... <laughs> You know, that doesn't come, across, come along every moment, but there's opportunity for a lot of good, moment by moment. So giving each moment its true value is a very good way to start.